Papers Read on AI, with Rob, keeping you up to date with the latest research. This reading is brought to you by Mars Race, Stake a Claim on the Red Planet, available on Android and iOS. Evaluating Large Language Models Trained on Code. Authored 2021 by Mark Chen, Jerry Twerick, Hiwoo Jun, Kiming Yuan, Henrik Pond, Jared Kaplan, Harrison Edwards, Yura Berta, Nicholas Joseph, Greg Brockman, Alex Ray, Raul Puri, Gretchen Kruger, Michael Petrov, Heidi Klaff, Gurish Sastry, Pamela Mishkin, Brooke Chan, Scott Gray, Nick Ryder, Mikhail Pavlov, Alethea Power, Wukash Kaiser, Mohamed Bavarian, Clemens Winter, Philippe Tillett, F. Such, D. Cummings, Matthias Plappert, Focius Chances, Elizabeth Barnes, Ariel Herbert Voss, William H. Gus, Alex Nicol, First Babishkin, S. Balaji, Shantanu Jain, A. Carr, J. Lake, Joshua Chiam, Vedant Mizra, Evan Morikawa, Alec Radford, M. Knight, Miles Brundage, Mira Marathi, Katie Mayer, P. Wellander, Bob McGrew, Dario Amade, Sam McCandlish, Ilya Sutskever, Wojciech Zaremba. Chen asterisk 1 asterisk 1 asterisk 1. Abstract. We introduce Codex, a GPT language model fine-tuned on publicly available code from GitHub, and study its Python code writing capabilities. A distinct production version of Codex powers GitHub Copilot. On Human Eval, a new evaluation set we release to measure functional correctness for synthesizing programs from docstrings, our model solves 28.8% of the problems, while GPT-3 solves 0% and GPT-J solves 11.4%. Furthermore, we find that repeated sampling from the model is a surprisingly effective strategy for producing working solutions to difficult prompts. Using this method, we solve 70.2% of our problems with 100 samples per problem. Careful investigation of our model reveals its limitations, including difficulty with docstrings describing long chains of operations and with binding operations to variables. Finally, we discuss the potential broader impacts of deploying powerful code generation technologies, covering safety, security, and economics. Yuan asterisk 1 Pinto asterisk 1. 1. Introduction. Scalable Sequence Prediction Models. Graves, 2014. Viswani et al. 2017. Child et al. 2019. Have become a general purpose method for generation and representation learning in many domains, including natural language processing. Mikhailov et al. 2013. Sutskever et al. 2014. Diane Le. 2015. Peters et al. 2018. Radford et al. 2018. Devlin et al. 2018. Computer Vision. Van Ord et al. 2016. Menick and Couchbrenner. 2018. Chen et al. 2020. Bao et al. 2021. Audio and Speech Processing. Ord et al. 2016. 2018. Dariwal et al. 2020. Bayevsky et al. 2020, Biology, Ali et al. 2019, Rives et al. 2021, and even across multiple modalities, Das et al. 2017, Liu et al. 2019, Ramesh et al. 2021, Zellers et al. 2021. More recently, language models have also fueled progress towards the long-standing challenge of program synthesis. Simon, 1963, Mana and Waldinger, 1971, Spurred by the presence of code in large datasets, Hussein et al. 2019, Gao et al. 2020, and the resulting programming capabilities of language models trained on these datasets, Wang and Komatsuzaki, 2021. Popular language modeling objectives like masked language modeling, Devlin et al. 2018, and Span Prediction, Raffle et al. 2020, have also been adapted to train their programming counterparts CodeBert, Fung et al. 2020, and PYMT5. Clement et al. 2020. Similarly, our early investigation of GPT-3, Brown et al. 2020, revealed that it could generate simple programs from Python docstrings. While rudimentary, this capability was exciting because GPT-3 was not explicitly trained for code generation. Given the considerable success of large language models in other modalities and the abundance of publicly available code, we hypothesized that a specialized GPT model, called Codex, could excel at a variety of coding tasks. This paper describes several early Codex models, whose descendants power GitHub Copilot and the Codex models in the OpenAI API. In this work, we focus on the task of generating standalone Python functions from docstrings, and evaluate the correctness of code samples automatically through unit tests. 
This is in contrast to natural language generation, where samples are typically evaluated by heuristics or by human evaluators. To accurately benchmark our model, we create a dataset of 164 original programming problems with unit tests. These problems assess language comprehension, algorithms, and simple mathematics, with some comparable to simple software interview questions. We release this data along with an evaluation framework at https colon slash slash www.github.com slash openai slash human dash eval. To solve a problem in our test set, we generate multiple samples from the models and check if any of them pass the unit tests. With just a single sample, a 12B parameter codex solves 28.8% of these problems, and a 300M parameter codex solves 13.2% of these problems. In contrast, the 6B parameter GPTJ, Wang and Komatsuzaki, 2021, achieves 11.4% on the same dataset, while all GPT models achieve near 0%. To improve our model's performance at the task of function synthesis from docstrings, we fine-tune codecs on standalone, correctly implemented functions. The resulting model, Codex S, solves 37.7% of problems with a single sample. Figure 2 showcases problems of varying difficulty in our dataset, along with correct model-generated solutions. Real-world programming tasks often involve iterations of approaches and bug fixes, which is approximated by generating many samples from our models and selecting one that passes all unit tests. Within 100 samples, Codex S is able to Two, we, perhaps, generate at least one correct function for 77.5% of the problems. This result suggests that accurate code samples can be selected via heuristic ranking instead of fully evaluating each sample, the latter of which may not be possible or practical in deployment. Indeed, we find that the sample with highest mean log probability passes unit tests for 44.5% of the problems. We conclude by discussing the limitations and potential broader impacts of these codex models and of increasingly powerful code-generating models more generally. 2. Evaluation Framework In this section, we discuss the details of our evaluation framework. We begin by defining the pass at K metric and explain its advantages over standard match-based metrics. Next, we describe the dataset of handwritten problems, called Human Eval, which we created in order to benchmark our models. Finally, we discuss the sandbox environment we used to safely execute model-generated code. 2.1. Functional correctness generative models for code are predominantly benchmarked by matching samples against a reference solution, where the match can be exact or fuzzy, as in BlueScore. However, recent work has surfaced deficiencies in match-based metrics for code. For instance, Ren et al. 2020 finds that Blue has problems capturing semantic features specific to code and suggests several semantic modifications to the score. More fundamentally, match-based metrics are unable to account for the large and complex space of programs functionally equivalent to a reference solution. As a consequence, recent works in unsupervised code translation, Le Show et al., 2020, and Pseudocode to Code Translation, Kulal et al., 2019, have turned to functional correctness instead, where a sample is considered correct if it passes a set of unit tests. We argue that this metric should be applied to doc string conditional code generation as well. Perhaps the most convincing reason to evaluate functional correctness is that it is used by human developers to judge code. A framework known as test-driven development dictates that software requirements be converted into test cases before any implementation begins, and success is defined by a program that passes these tests. While few organizations employ full test-driven development, integration of new code is usually dependent on creating and passing unit tests. Kulal et al. 2019 evaluate functional correctness using the pass at k metric, where k code samples are generated per problem. A problem is considered solved if any sample passes the unit tests, and the total fraction of problems solved is reported. However, computing pass at k in this way can have high variance. Instead, to evaluate pass at k, we generate n is greater than or equal to k samples per task. In this paper, we use n equals 200 and k is less than or equal to 100 count the number of correct samples C is less than or equal to N which pass unit tests, and calculate the unbiased estimator calculating this estimator directly results in very large numbers in numerical instability. In figure 3, we include a numerically stable NumPy implementation that simplifies the expression and evaluates the product term by term. One may be tempted to estimate pass at K with 1, 1 P, K where P is the empirical estimate of pass at 1, but we show that it is biased in Appendix A. Later. Later, we provide evidence that blue score may not be a reliable indicator of functional correctness by showing that functionally inequivalent programs generated by our model, 
which are guaranteed to disagree with the reference solution on some input, often have higher blue scores than functionally equivalent ones. 2.2. Human eval. Handwritten evaluations said we evaluate functional correctness on a set of 164 handwritten programming problems, which we call the human eval dataset. Each problem includes a function signature, doc string, body, and several unit tests, with an average of 7.7 tests per problem. It is important for these tasks to be handwritten, since our models are trained on a large fraction of GitHub, which already contains solutions to problems from a variety of sources. For example, there are more than 10 public repositories containing solutions to Codeforce's problems, which make up part of the recently proposed apps dataset, Hendrikes et al. 2021. Programming tasks in the human eval dataset assess language comprehension, reasoning, algorithms, and simple mathematics. We release the human eval dataset so that others can evaluate functional correctness and measure the problem-solving capabilities of their models. The dataset can be found at https colon slash slash www.github.com slash openai slash human dash eval. 2.3. Sandbox for executing generated programs Since publicly available programs have unknown intent and generated programs are often incorrect, executing these programs poses a security risk. Indeed, GitHub is known to contain malicious programs that alter or change their environments, Rokon et al. 2020. Therefore, we developed a sandbox environment to safely run untrusted programs against unit tests. Our goals were to prevent these programs from modifying, gaining persistence on, accessing sensitive resources on, or exfiltrating data from a host or network. Since OpenAI's training infrastructure is built on Kubernetes and cloud services, we designed our sandbox to address the limitations of these environments while remaining idiomatic with their patterns of use. We selected the GVisor container runtime, Lakasi, 2018, as the main host protection component. Since container runtimes like Docker can share host resources with containers, a malicious container could potentially compromise a host. GVisor protects the host by emulating its resources to introduce a security boundary between the host and its containers. Network-adjacent hosts and services are protected by eBPF-based firewall rules that prevent inbound and outbound connections except for those required for experiment control. 3. Code fine-tuning. We fine-tune GPT models containing up to 12B parameters on code to produce codex. In contrast with GPT, codex displays non-trivial performance on the human eval dataset. In fact, codex is able to solve the majority of the problems in human eval if we generate and evaluate 100 samples per than the from for we from to problem and pick one that passes unit tests when limited to a budget of one evaluation per problem producing multiple samples with codex and choosing the one with the highest mean log probability provides significant gains 3.1 data collection our training dataset was collected in may 2020 from 54 million public software repositories hosted on github containing 179 gigabytes of unique python files under one megabyte We filtered out files which were likely auto-generated, had average line length greater than 100, had maximum line length greater than 1000, or contained a small percentage of alphanumeric characters. After filtering, our final dataset totaled 159 gigabytes. 3.2. Methods. Since Codex is evaluated on natural language prompts, we hypothesized that it would be beneficial to fine-tune from the GPT-3, Brown et al. 2020, model family, which already contains strong natural language representations. Surprisingly, we did not observe improvements when starting from a pre-trained language model, possibly because the fine-tuning dataset is so large. Nevertheless, models fine-tuned from GPT converge more quickly, so we apply this strategy for all subsequent experiments. We train codecs using the same learning rate as the corresponding GPT model, with a 175-step linear warm-up and cosine learning rate decay. We train for a total of 100 billion tokens, using the Atom Optimizer with 3 equals 0.9, B equals 0.95, Euro equals 10 to 8, and a weight decay coefficient of 0.1. In order to maximally leverage text representations from GPT, we base our code lexer on the GPT-3 text tokenizer. Since the distribution of words in GitHub code differs from that of natural text, this tokenizer is not very effective for representing code. The largest source of inefficiency arises from encoding whitespace, so we add an additional set of tokens for representing whitespace runs of different lengths. This allows us to represent code using approximately 30% fewer tokens. To compute pass at k, we assemble each human eval problem into a prompt consisting of a header, a signature, and a doc string, which is illustrated in figure 2. We sample tokens from codex until we encounter one of the following stop sequences, 
nclass, ndef, nhash, nif, or nprint, since the model will continue generating additional functions or statements otherwise. We use nucleus sampling, Holtzman et al. 2020, with top p equals 0.95 for all sampling evaluation in this work. 3.3. Results. In figure 4, we plot test loss on a held out validation set against codex model size. We find that just as language model test loss follows a power law in model size, Kaplan et al. 2020, test loss after code fine tuning follows a similar power law with functional form, 5.92x107, minus 0.13 where n is the number of non-embedding parameters in the model. n when evaluating pass at k, it is important to optimize sampling temperature for the particular value of k. In figure 5, we plot pass at k against the number of samples k in the sampling temperature. We find that higher temperatures are optimal for larger k, because the resulting set of samples has higher diversity, and the metric rewards only whether the model generates any correct solution. In particular, for a 679m parameter model, the optimal temperature for pass at 1 is t equals 0.2 and the optimal temperature for pass at 100 is t equals 0.8. With these temperatures, we find that pass at 1 and pass at 100 scale smoothly as a function of model size, figure 6. Pass at k can also be interpreted as the result of evaluating the best out of k samples, where the best sample is picked by an oracle with prior knowledge of the unit tests. From a practical perspective, we are also interested in the setting where we must select a single sample from k samples without having access to an oracle. For instance, when the model is used as an autocomplete tool where a user provides a prompt, we do not have unit tests, but would like to return only a single completion to the user for evaluation so as to not overwhelm them. Inspired by similar work in language modeling, we find that choosing the sample with the highest mean token log probability outperforms evaluating a random sample, while choosing the sample based on some log probability can perform slightly worse than picking randomly. Figure 7 demonstrates the benefits of applying these heuristics to samples at temperature 0.8 from codex 12b. Finally, we compute blue scores for all codex 12b human eval samples at temperature 0.8 against their reference solutions. For each problem, when we plot the distributions of blue scores for correct and incorrect solutions, we notice significant overlap, figure 8. Since an incorrect solution is guaranteed to be functionally inequivalent to the reference solution, we conclude that improvements in blue score may not indicate improved rates of functional correctness in practice. 3.4. Comparative analysis of related models in systems 2 recent works similar in spirit to Codex or GPT-NEO, Black et al., 2021, and GPT-J. Wang and Komatsuzaki, 2021, which are trained on the pile, Gao et al., 2020, a dataset containing text from a variety of sources as well as 8% GitHub code. The broader research community has found that these models outperform existing GPT systems in qualitative programming evaluations, Wolf, 2021. We confirm these findings using the human eval dataset, showing that GPT-NEO achieves 6.4% pass at 1 and 21.3% pass at 100, while GPT models of comparable sizes achieve near 0% on both metrics. We see a remarkable progression in capabilities, with GPT-NEO 2.7b roughly equivalent to Codex 85M, 30 times fewer parameters. Similarly, GPT-J6b achieves 11.6% pass at 1 and 27.7% pass at 100, which is roughly equivalent to Codex 300M, 20 times fewer parameters. Pass rates are obtained by taking the best result from a VAL from, from, recently, 1. n. Uating at temperatures 0.2, 0.4, and 0.8 for GPT-NEO, and from temperatures 0.2 and 0.8 for GPT-J. Detailed results across multiple model sizes can be found in Table 1. Finally, we benchmark Codex against the largest free model from Tabnan, a leading code autocomplete system, which achieves 2.6% pass at 1, at T0.4, and 7.6% pass at 100, at t equals 0.8. This is roughly equivalent to Codex minus 12M, one of the smallest models in our suite, equals 3.5. Results on the apps dataset recently, Hendrix et al. 2021, introduced the apps dataset to measure the coding challenge competence of language models. The apps dataset consists of 5,000 training and 5,000 test examples of coding problems, each with a set of unit tests and, for the training data, a set of correct solutions. Most of the app's tests problems are not formulated as single function synthesis tasks, but rather as full program synthesis, reading input from STD in and printing output to STD out, 
in contrast to the main codex training data. In the paper that introduces apps, the authors benchmark a few language models in Report 2 metrics, the percentage of problems where the model finds a correct solution, called the strict accuracy, and the percentage of unit tests passed, even if the solution is incorrect. The latter measure is reported only so as to reduce variance of the measurements, because the results on the first metric were so low. We avoid this metric and only focus on strict accuracy, and as in the previous sections we report pass at k numbers for various k, table 2. There are two additional factors, well known from coding competitions, that we take into account. In coding competitions and in the app's datasets, tasks are provided with three input-output examples included in the task description. We utilize this by sampling 1,000 solutions from the model and filtering out only those that pass these three unit tests, if such solutions exist. We then calculate pass rates in this filtered set, and call it filtered pass at K. Results without filtering are presented as raw pass at K. Filled circle. It is often the case both in coding competitions and in the results from codex that a correct solution is found, but it is not algorithmically efficient enough to be considered passing. While this is not acceptable in the competitions, we also report the number of solutions that codex produces that do not fail on any unit test, but that do time out on some of them. We use a timeout of 3 seconds in our evaluation. To compensate for the fact the codex is not fine-tuned on apps, we append a single input-output example from the task description to the doc string as a formatting hint. We denote this setting as one-shot in table 2, and find that Codex 12b evaluated one-shot achieves comparable performance to a GPT-NEO model fine-tuned on apps. Consistent with our earlier findings, there are large benefits from generating and evaluating as many as 1,000 samples per task, though for more difficult problems, solutions are often not efficient enough to pass the time limits. Finally, evaluating the first sample which passes the three public unit tests for each problem yields higher performance than raw pass at 100 samples. We. 4.2 next were then. 2. We we. 4. Supervised fine-tuning in addition to standalone functions, Python code found on GitHub contains class implementations, configuration files, scripts, and even files used to store data. This code is seemingly unrelated to synthesizing functions from docstrings, and we hypothesize that the distribution mismatch reduces human eval performance. In order to adapt codex to the distribution of the task of interest, we construct a set of training problems from correctly implemented standalone functions, and use them for additional supervised fine-tuning. We describe two approaches for collecting these examples, from competitive programming websites and from repositories with continuous integration. We call the supervised fine-tuned models Codex S, and show that they produce consistent gains across model size. 4.1. Problems from competitive programming programming contest and interview preparation websites use hidden unit tests to automatically judge the functional correctness of submissions. These problems are self-contained, come with well-written problem statements, and generally have excellent test coverage. Additionally, these problems test algorithmic reasoning over a broad range of core skills and difficulties. We collected problem statements, function signatures, and solutions from several popular programming contest and interview preparation websites. We then assembled these into programming tasks similar to human eval, using the problem description as the doc string. Since complete test suites are often hidden, we created unit tests from examples found in the problem statements, or extracted additional test cases through submitting incorrect solutions. In total, we curated 10,000 problems in this way. 4.2 problems from continuous integration next, we curated programming problems from open source projects. Taking advantage of SYS set profile, we were able to trace and collect inputs and outputs for all functions called during integration tests. This data could then be used to create unit tests for the functions. Projects that employ continuous integration, C, are ideal candidates for tracing. We follow the commands in the C configuration files, which contain build-in test commands, to set up the virtual environments, install dependencies, and run integration tests. We considered GitHub repos using Travis and Talks as their C frameworks, as they are two of the most popular C tools. We additionally used publicly available source code from pip packages found in the Python package index, pippy. Because these projects contained untrusted code, it was important to run integration tests in the sandboxed environment described above. While there are millions of potential functions to curate problems from, we only collected about 40,000 because not all functions accept inputs and return outputs. Even when they do, most objects captured at runtime cannot be pickled and restored outside the sandbox unless the project was installed. Since our tracing methodology produced inputs and outputs for all invoked functions, even built-in and library calls imported by the project were turned into problems. 
For this reason, functions from tracing tended to be the building blocks of command line utilities. To excel at these tasks, the model does not need to know advanced algorithms and data structures. Rather, it needs to be able to follow instructions to implement the functionality specified in the doc string. Thus, tracing complements the puzzle nature of coding competition problems and broadens the distribution of tasks. 4.3. Filtering problems. In the previous sections, we presented two methods we used to automatically create training problems. However, it is unclear how to control for quality. Some prompts underspecify the function that is implemented, in which case a perfectly valid solution may be wrongly penalized by the unit test. Some problems are stateful, and subsequent executions can result in different outcomes. To address these issues, we use codex 12 b to generate 100 samples per curated problem. If no samples pass the unit tests, we consider the task to be either ambiguous or too difficult, and filter it out. We reran this verification several times to remove stateful or non-deterministic problems. We, 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 as pass pass, we, 4.4. Methods. We fine-tune codex on these training problems to produce a set of supervised fine-tuned models, which we call code XS. To produce examples from training problems, we assemble the problems into the format shown in figure 2. If there are prompts of varying length in a batch, we left pad shorter prompts to the length of the longest prompt, so that the first tokens in the reference solutions line up in context. We train to minimize negative log likelihood of the reference solution, and mask out loss for any tokens in the prompt. We train using a learning rate one-tenth as large as used for fine-tuning codex, but adhere to the same learning rate schedule, and train until validation loss plateaus, less than 10b tokens. 4.5. Results. Equals equals as with codex, we first compute the optimal temperature for evaluating pass at k for 1 is less than or equal to k is less than or equal to 100. We find that codex s prefers slightly higher temperatures for all k greater than 1, which possibly reflects the fact that codex s captures a narrower distribution than codex. We use t asterisk 0 for computing pass at 1 and t asterisk 1 for computing pass at 100. Next, we compare Codex S against Codex on pass at 1 and pass at 100. Codex S outperforms the corresponding Codex by an average margin of 6.5 percentage points on pass at 1 and by a larger average margin of 15.1 percentage points on pass at 100 across model size. We also plot the performance of different sample selection heuristics for Codex S12B against the same heuristics for Codex 12B. When ranking between 1 and 100 samples by mean log probability, the average benefit over random ranking is 11.6 percentage points, which is over 2 percentage points higher than the corresponding benefit for codex. 5. Docstring generation. Generating code from docstrings is possible with codex because code typically follows after a docstring, but it is not easy to induce codex to generate docstrings from code. Nevertheless, we are motivated to produce a docstring writing model for safety reasons, as such a model can be used to describe the intent behind generated code. Using the training problems described in the previous section, we can easily create a training dataset for code conditional docstring generation. Specifically, for each training problem, we assemble a training example by concatenating the function signature, the reference solution, and then the docstring. Just as we train codex S by minimizing negative log likelihood of the reference solution, we train the docstring generating models codex D by minimizing negative log likelihood of the docstring. When we benchmark our code generation models, we measure pass at k on the human eval dataset, where correctness is defined by passing a set of unit tests. However, there is no similar way to evaluate docstring samples automatically. Therefore, we grade sample docstrings by hand, considering a docstring correct if it uniquely and accurately specifies the code body. Due to the time-consuming nature of this process, we only grade 10 samples per problem, for a total of 1640 problems, from codex D12B at temperature 0.8. Codex D often generates incorrect unit tests along with the docstring, but we ignore these during grading. However, we do not consider the docstring correct when the model simply copies the code body into the docstring. The most common failure modes we observe are when the docstring model leaves out an important detail, such as an answer must be to two decimal places, or when it overconditions on the function name and invents a problem unrelated to the function body. As shown in Table 3, Pass rates for Codex D are lower but comparable to the corresponding pass rates for Codex S at the same temperature. We do not have a strong hypothesis for which direction should yield higher pass rates. While generating docstrings may be more forgiving because natural language syntax is less strict than code syntax, docstrings in our dataset may be lower quality because developers tend to devote less time to writing docstrings.
Indeed, our model produces doc strings like, I just found this function online, and this test is not correctly written and it's not my solution. Finally, with a doc string model, we have yet another way to choose a single sample from a set of k samples. Instead of picking the sample with the best mean log probability as investigated in the previous two sections, we can choose the sample that maximizes the back translation objective p, ground truth doc string, generated sample, where p is evaluated using codex d. Unfortunately, in figure 7, we show that ranking samples via back translation underperforms mean log probability ranking, though it outperforms random ranking. This heuristic also appears to overfit quickly. 6. Limitations. While Codex is able to sample correct solutions for the majority of human eval problems, we find that it has a number of limitations. First, Codex is not sample efficient to train. Our training dataset comprises a significant fraction of publicly available Python code on GitHub, totaling hundreds of millions of lines of code. Even seasoned developers do not encounter anywhere near this amount of code over their careers. Indeed, a strong student who completes an introductory computer science course is expected to be able to solve a larger fraction of problems than Codex minus 12b. Next, we explore prompts on which Codex is likely to fail or display counterintuitive behavior. While evaluating code generation as well studied, Shu et al., 2021, Helmuth Inspector, 2015, Pantridge et al., 2017, many existing metrics measure performance in tightly specified, constrained problem instances, e.g., string manipulation in Flashfill, Golani, 2011. Therefore, we developed a set of qualitative metrics for measuring the capabilities of code-generating models while controlling for the complexity and abstraction level of the specifications, Appendix D. Applying this framework, we find that Codex can recommend syntactically incorrect or undefined code, and can invoke functions, variables, and attributes that are undefined or outside the scope of the codebase. Moreover, Codex struggles to parse through increasingly long and higher-level or system-level specifications. To concretely illustrate model performance degradation as docstring length increases, we create a dataset of synthetic problems assembled from 13 basic building blocks, each of which modifies an input string in a deterministic way. Example building blocks are, convert the string to lowercase, or, remove every third character from the string, the full further, just as text conditional generative models in other modalities, Ramesh et al. 2021, have difficulty with binding attributes to objects, Codex can make mistakes binding operations to variables, especially when the number of operations and variables in the doc string is large. For instance, in the following prompt, Codex minus 12b does not decrement the variable w and also fails to return the product of all numbers. This understanding of Codex's limited system-level synthesis capabilities helps inform our assessment of the potential hazards of using it in a generative capacity as well as the broader societal impacts that such systems could have. 7. Broader Impacts and Hazard Analysis Codex has the potential to be useful in a range of ways. For example, it could help onboard users to new codebases, reduce context switching for experienced coders, enable non-programmers to write specifications and have Codex draft implementations, and aid in education and exploration. However, Codex also raises significant safety challenges, does not always produce code that is aligned with user intent, and has the potential to be misused. To better understand some of the hazards of using Codex in a generative capacity, we conducted a hazard analysis focused on identifying risk factors, Levison, 2019, with the potential to cause harm. We outlined some of our key findings across several risk areas below. While some of our findings about the potential societal impacts of code generation systems were informed by work towards responsible deployment of the production-oriented Codex models, which descended from the research-oriented Codex models described in this paper, this section is not intended to provide a full account of any particular product safety features. Unless otherwise specified, we anchor our analysis in the specific properties of the models described in this paper. We share this analysis in the belief that some of it generalizes to the broader class of code generation systems, and to encourage a norm of performing detailed impact analysis as part of major machine learning research projects. Note that by focusing largely on risks in this section, we do not mean to imply that we expect the impact of this class of technologies to be net negative. Rather, risks merit particular attention here because they may be subtle or require deliberate effort to address, whereas we expect the benefits to be more obvious and automatic from the perspective of most users and affected stakeholders. 7.1. Over-reliance. One of the key risks associated with using code generation models in practice is over-reliance on generated outputs. Due to the limitations described above as well as alignment issues described below, Codex may suggest solutions that superficially appear correct but do not actually perform the task the user intended. 
This could particularly affect novice programmers and could have significant safety implications depending on the context. We discuss a related issue in Appendix G, namely that code generation models can suggest insecure code. For these reasons, human oversight and vigilance is required for safe use of code generation systems like Codex. We note several immediate ways to improve safety in the subsection on risk mitigation below, though over-reliance in particular is one that we believe merits further inquiry in industry and academia. While it is conceptually straight, as this of then, that, forward to provide documentation to users reminding them about model limitations, empirical investigation is necessary in order to identify how to reliably ensure vigilance in practice across a range of user experience levels, UI designs, and tasks. One challenge researchers should consider is that as capabilities improve, it may become increasingly difficult to guard against automation bias. 7.2. Misalignment. As with other large language models trained on a next token prediction objective, Codex will generate code that is as similar as possible to its training distribution. One consequence of this is that such models may do things that are unhelpful for the user, despite having the capability to be more helpful, see figure 12. For example, if the user has some subtle mistakes in their code, Codex may, deliberately, suggest code that superficially appears good but is incorrect. This is an alignment failure the model is not aligned with the user's intentions. Informally, a system is misaligned if there's some task X that we want it to do, and it is capable of doing X but chooses not to. In contrast, if a system fails to do X because it does not have the ability to do so, then this system is not misaligned, it is just incompetent. See Appendix E for more detail, including a more precise definition of alignment. It is important to study misalignment because it is a problem that is likely to become worse, not better, as the capabilities of our systems increase. For example, the model size scaling trend for the example in Figure 12 indicates that misalignment would likely persist and even get worse if data, parameters, and training time were scaled up. While we expect that misaligned behavior like this is unlikely to cause significant harm in current models, it is likely to become more dangerous and harder to eliminate as model capabilities increase. A highly capable but sufficiently misaligned model trained on user approval might produce obfuscated code that looks good to the user even on careful inspection, but in fact does something undesirable or even harmful. 7.3. Bias and representation mirroring what has been found in the case of other language models trained on internet data, Bender et al. 2021. Blodgett et al. 2020. Abit et al. 2021. Brown et al. 2020. We found that codecs can be prompted in ways that generate racist, denigratory, and otherwise harmful outputs as code commons, meriting interventions such as those discussed in the subsection on risk mitigation below. We also found that code generation models raise further bias and representation issues beyond problematic natural language. Codecs can generate code with structure that reflects stereotypes about gender, race, emotion, class, the structure of names, and other characteristics. Particularly in the context of users who might over-rely on codecs or use it without first thinking through project design, this issue could have significant safety implications, giving further motivation to discourage over-reliance. We discuss bias and representation issues further in Appendix F. Filtration or modulation of generated outputs, documentation, and other interventions may help to mitigate these risks. 7.4. Economic and labor market impacts code generation and associated capabilities have several possible economic and labor market impacts. While Codex at its current capability level may somewhat reduce the cost of producing software by increasing programmer productivity, the size of this effect may be limited by the fact that engineers don't spend their full day writing code, O asterisk net, 2021. Other important tasks include conferring with colleagues, writing design specifications, and upgrading existing software stacks. Squared we also found that Codex imports packages at different rates, which could advantage some package authors over others, particularly if programmers and engineers come to rely on Codex's suggestions. Over a longer time horizon, the effects of this class of technologies on software-related labor markets and on the economy more generally could be more substantial as capabilities improve. More study is needed both on the effects of code generation capabilities and on appropriate responses. We discuss economic and labor market implications in more detail in Appendix H. That fair. The Riti. Dicted. The Appendix. 7.5. Security implications Codex could have various effects on the security landscape. Because Codex can produce vulnerable or misaligned code, cubed qualified operators should review its generations before executing or trusting them, absent appropriate precautions. Future code generation models may be able to be trained to produce more secure code than the average developer, though that is far from certain. Codex could also be misused to aid cybercrime. Although this is worthy of concern, based on our testing, 
we believe that at their current level of capability, Codex models do not materially lower the barrier to entry for malware development. We expect that more powerful code generation models will lead to future advancements, and therefore further research into mitigations and continued study of model capabilities are necessary. The non-deterministic nature of systems like Codex could enable more advanced malware. This non-determinism makes it easier to create diverse software that accomplish the same tasks. While software diversity can sometimes aid defenders, it presents unique challenges for traditional malware detection and antivirus systems that rely on fingerprinting and signature matching against previously sampled binaries. For example, a more capable code generation model could conceivably advance techniques for generating polymorphic malware. We believe that application security and model deployment strategies including rate-limiting access and abuse monitoring can manage this threat in the near term. However, the efficacy of these mitigations may scale sublinearly as more capable models are developed. Similar to large language models, Codex models can learn patterns present in their training data, Carlini et al., 2021. Sensitive data present in source code are liable to be predicted by the model. Because Codex is trained on public repositories, we consider any sensitive data present in the training data to have already been compromised. Similarly, the public data should generally be treated as untrusted, as previous work, Goldblum et al., 2021, Schuster et al., 2020, has found that attackers may be able to corrupt training data to trigger specific model behaviors at runtime. We further discuss security implications in Appendix G7.6. Environmental Impacts Codex, like other large generative models, has an energy footprint from both training and inference, Schwartz et al., 2019, Bender et al., 2021, Patterson et al., 2021. The original training of GPT-3-12B consumed hundreds of petaflop s days of compute, while fine-tuning it to create Codex-12B consumed a similar amount of compute. This training was performed on a platform, Azure, that purchases carbon credits and sources significant amounts of renewable energy, reducing its carbon footprint. Compute consumption also has costs in the wider supply chain that can be quite concentrated on certain regions. Looking more globally and long-term, the compute demands of code generation could grow to be much larger than Codex's training if significant inference is used to tackle challenging problems. 7.7. Legal implications. There are several legal considerations related to generated code. To begin with, the training of AI systems on internet data, such as public GitHub repositories, has previously been identified as an instance of fair use, O'Keefe et al., 2019. Our preliminary research also finds that codex models rarely generate code that is identical to the contents of training data. Such occurrences were less than 0.1% in a study examining the frequency of code generations that appear to match code snippets in the training data, Ziegler, 2021. In these rare instances, the generated code consisted of common expressions or conventions within the programming language that appeared over and over again in the training data. We find that, to the extent the generated code appears identical to the training data, it is due to the predictive weightings in the model rather than retention and copying of specific code. Generated code is also responsive and customized to the user's input, and the user retains complete control over editing and acceptance of the generated code. This can make code generation similar to auto-suggest or auto-completion. With, with, view, appendices, the, features that exist as features of other tools of authorship, e.g., document editors, in the sense that the finished work is still seen as the author's. Our commitment to responsible and safe AI includes continued attention to the broader intellectual property implications of code generation systems. We intend to remain engaged with policymakers and experts on these issues so that the users of such systems can ultimately deploy them with confidence. 7.8. Risk mitigation. In closing, given the above, models like Codex should be developed, used, and their capabilities explored carefully with an eye towards maximizing their positive social impacts and minimizing intentional or unintentional harms that their use might cause. A contextual approach is critical to effective hazard analysis and mitigation, though a few broad categories of mitigations are important to consider in any deployment of code generation models. Careful documentation and user interface design, code review requirements, and or content controls, e.g., filtering of outputs, may help to reduce harms associated with over-reliance as well as offensive content or insecure code generation. In the context of a model made available as a service, e.g., via an API, policies such as user review, use case restrictions, monitoring, and or rate limiting may also help to reduce harms associated with malicious use or prevent its use in high-stakes domains for which the models are not well suited. Appendices E, F, G, and H provide further detail on the risks described in this section and outline additional mitigation and research opportunities. 8. 
related work, the deep learning resurgence has led to strong advances in the field of program learning. Two popular approaches to neural program learning are program induction and program synthesis. In program induction, a model generates program outputs directly from a latent program representation. Learning to execute, Zaremba and Sutskever, 2014, demonstrated that models could execute simple tasks like addition and memorization. Later attempts at program induction incorporated inductive biases based on modern computing devices, such as the neural Turing machine, Graves et al. 2014, Memory Networks, Weston et al. 2015, Soupbotter et al. 2015, the neural GPU, Kaiser and Sutskever, 2015, and the differentiable neural computer, Graves et al. 2016. More recent approaches like the neural program interpreter, Reed and DeFreitas, 2016, Shin et al. 2018, Piero et al. 2021, and Universal Transformer, Degani et al. 2019, found recurrence to be a useful component in program induction. In program synthesis, a model explicitly generates a program, usually from a natural language specification. One of the most popular classical approaches used a probabilistic context-free grammar, PCFG, to generate a program's abstract syntax tree, AST. Madison and Tarlow, 2014, improved on this setup by learning a state vector used to condition child node expansion. Later, Alemanis et al., 2015, applied this idea in text-to-code retrieval and Yin and Newbig, 2017, utilized it in text-conditional code generation. Code2SEQ, Alan et al., 2018, found that ASTs could also be leveraged for code-to-text generation. Programs can also be synthesized without passing through an AST representation. Hindle et al., 2012, investigated n-gram language models of code, finding code to be more predictable than natural language. Latent predictor networks, Ling et al., 2016, showed that character-level language models could generate working code for implementing Magic the Gathering cards in an online arena, when aided with a latent mode that allows card attributes to be copied into code. Deep Coder, Balog et al., 2017, trained a model to predict the functions appearing in source code, which could be used to guide program search. Following the success of large natural language models, Devlin et al., 2018, Radford et al., 2019, Liu et al., 2019, Raffle et al., 2020, Brown et al., 2020, large-scale transformers have also been applied towards program synthesis. Code BERT, Fung et al., 2020, trained the BERT objective on docstrings paired with functions, and obtained strong results on code search. PYMT5, Clement et al., 2020, is similar in spirit to our work, and used the T5 objective to train a system which can translate between non-overlapping subsets of signature, docstring, body. We used functional correctness to benchmark our models, and observed improvements on this metric with more sampling. SPOC, Kulal et al., 2019, considered the problem of producing functionally correct code from pseudocode with a fixed budget of compilations, which is similar to our pass at K-metric. Transcoder, Lachaud et al., 2020, trained a system to translate between programming languages in an unsupervised manner, and also observed that functional correctness better captured the capabilities of their model than BlueScore. In fact, ContraCode, Jane et al., 2020, leveraged the large space of functionally correct programs to train a contrastive code model, which improved model performance on tasks like type inference. Finally, Robust Phil, Devlin et al., 2017, observed that the best way to find a program consistent with input examples was to synthesize multiple samples through beam search. Two early domain-specific datasets used to benchmark NOI. For these well, we with RAL programming systems were Flashfill, Golwani, 2011, Golwani et al., 2012, and Hearthstone, Ling et al., 2016, though the community has trended towards broader and more difficult datasets. Barone and Senric, 2017, proposed a large training and evaluation dataset consisting of Python declarations, docstrings, and bodies scraped from GitHub. The Code Search Net Challenge, Hussein et al., 2019, built an even larger corpus from GitHub with data from multiple popular programming languages. Recently, CodeXGLUE, Lu et al., 2021, aggregated several programming benchmarks, making use of the recently proposed Code Blue metric, Ren et al., 2020. Most relevant to our evaluation work is the apps, Hendrikes et al., 2021, benchmark for measuring functional correctness based on problems from the competitive programming website Codeforces. Finally, we note that coding is a broad activity which involves much more than synthesizing code from docstrings. Tufano et al., 2020, 
use transformers to generate unit tests for code which outperform commercial offerings. I et al. 2021 built an internal autocomplete tool for Facebook and found that training on accepted user completions boosted system performance. Development also entails locating and fixing bugs. Early works used static or dynamic code analysis. Agrawal et al. 1995. Coral and Rilling. 1997. Learned Association Rules. Jeffrey et al. 2009. And Genetic Programming. Guez et al. 2012. To debug faulty code. These approaches relied on running against a test suite to not only evaluate the correctness of suggestions but also expose problems in execution trace or search for a solution. More recent works, Tufano et al. 2019. Drain et al. 2021. Considered bug fixing as neural machine translation from buggy to correct programs. However, these works used an exact match against a reference instead of functional correctness, citing Chi et al. 2015. S finding that most of the proposed solutions by genetic search in Guez et al. 2012. Passed through weak test suites by deleting functionality that failed. Human developers often write test suites with limited but targeted coverage, but this does not always work well against an algorithm, highlighting the challenges of evaluating correctness of programs. 9. Conclusion. We investigated whether it was possible to train large language models to produce functionally correct code bodies from natural language doctrines. By fine-tuning GPT on code from GitHub, we found that our models displayed strong performance on a dataset of human-written problems with difficulty level comparable to easy interview problems. Model performance could be improved by training on a distribution more similar to the evaluation set, and also by producing multiple samples from a model. We also found that it was simple to train a model to complete the reverse task of producing doc strings from code bodies, and that the performance profiles of these models were similar. Finally, we expanded on the broader impacts of code generating models and discussed model limitations, finding significant room for improvement. Acknowledgements. We thank Sandini Agarwal, Casey Chu, Jeffrey Ding, Peter Eckersley, Jillian Hadfield, Rich Harang, Jacob Jackson, Yunxin Zhao, Jade Leung, Andrew Lone, Ryan Lowe, Thomas McGuire, Margaret Mitchell, Florentine Alaundu Nekul, Colin O'Keefe, Long Liang, Pranav Shyam, Irene Soleiman, Arvind Srinivas, Helen Toner, Ashish Vaswani, and Jeffrey Wu for helpful discussions and feedback on drafts of this work. We are also grateful to the acceleration and supercomputing teams at OpenAI for their work on software and hardware infrastructure that this project used. Finally, we thank GitHub for partnering to build GitHub Copilot and Microsoft Azure for supporting model training with infrastructure management. Thanks for listening to this reading. For the entire paper and more, check out our homepage, papersread.ai.